Well, good evening, everybody. We are on tonight with uh, <clears throat> Tony. He's going to be jumping on here soon. We got Clutch Kick Gary jumping on. So uh, Garrett Orifant, he's going to be on, just chatting a little bit about. Uh, well, I guess the upcoming shootout. So it's going to be pretty decent. We see we got Stephanie jumped on there, so we'll give her a little wave. Sort of uh, last little bit here before our big uh, push into mission and for the major shootout that we got coming on. Uh, hey, we're just in the uh, storage room. You can see behind me all the Grip Royal stuff, all the other things. So um, <clears throat> we'll let a few more people jump in here. Got Gary... Garrett John. Let's see. Give me a sec, guys. Coming. Let internet uh, catch up with us here. <clears throat> hey, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. We've been playing around a little bit, trying to schedule it so that we can get on and uh, finally yeah. linked up. Excellent. So uh, we're waiting for Tony to jump in here too. He should be here in just a sec. So we'll kind of let him jump on and he can, uh, you know, he's got some questions as well. So just give me one sec. We'll let him into this little chat. Sure. Sorry, technology's always got to catch up. There we go. Hey, bud. Sorry, I'm late. No worries. All good. So we also record this here for our podcast version. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves a little bit and uh, so people listening know who you are. Tony, go ahead. All right. Well, uh, usual suspect of trouble here. Tony Kosh for the Spect E Drift Series, the voice, the just everything. I think I said front left Jackman for the last time. So now I'll be a uh, uh, pit bunny for the Spect E uh, Drift Series. That's me. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I'm Garrett Orfont. Uh, I drive the Rush Factory Drifting S14. Excellent. So let's jump right into it then. Uh, we had you on the schedule for last year. You're supposed to be coming out and doing the shootout and uh, just, I guess, life kind of got in the way and uh, we're able to make it up. So let's sort of recap, go through the build of the car. Maybe I see you got a, must have a new title sponsor that you just mentioned there. So you can talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, so unfortunately, <clears throat> last, uh, last year's shootout, um, there's uh, quite a bit of issues with, with the car, um, with the previous place that uh, did the work on it. And um, actually, that day, I met with uh, my new title sponsor, KA Racing, um, Mike Hagan, and... Rashad owned the company and they stepped up to the plate to go through the entire car and basically fix everything that hadn't been done right, right on it uh, from previous places. And um, the car got a huge facelift. I mean, we, we completely cut off the back end of the old tube structure on the car. And Mike is a, a brilliant engineer and fabricator so he designed the entire rear end on CAD and then everything was all laser cut and he welded everything and got it all put on the car and I mean his his fabrication skills are I'm I'm blown away by him um so yeah I mean the car uh is so much further than it's ever been. We've got uh, Winner's Quick Change in it now, and then Vortex Supercharger stepped up uh, to help me out with my program. So we've got uh, their V7 YSI Supercharger on it, and we took it to the dyno before we went to LS Fest a few months ago, and on seven pounds of boost with no nitrous, the car made 700 wheel. So nothing to complain about that. And we can always get more with uh, a different pulley on the supercharger mm -hmm. and even throwing some nitrous in the mix. So yeah, the car is super solid now uh, and it, it's a blast to drive. 
Excellent. So you have had some testing in it. Uh, you were down at LS Fest. It went well down there for you. Yeah, I I saw you guys. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, any other driving sort of since LS Fest? Did you get any of the Evergreen events in? Uh, uh, I did an open drift, and we found some some things that we wanted to address on the car. Um, I had the version one Wisefab rear grip kit and we determined after doing a uh, tow curve test um, that the car was gaining an inch of tow out under compression. So um, we decided to pull that out and go with their version two rear kit. And it basically, uh, they, they changed their pickup points for the tow arm and then it's also slotted so you can really dial in your tow gain and have very minimal under compression so i'm excited about that and then we started to go with uh, a two-way adjustable coil in the rear um, from feel so are you running in the two ways all the way around or did you leave the front are you running i left the front Okay. Yeah, I left the uh, the four four ones. I've got their drift spec four four ones in the front. Uh, they're all valved for the Iron Block LS, and I mean, I, I've always really liked their their coils. Um, so I'm really excited to see how much we can dial in their two ways. Mm hmm. Hey, so a question about the WiseFab. I, I see a lot of people end up doing that. They end up going to, you know, a version two or something like that. Mm -hmm. What does WiseFab say about, you know, the version one stuff? What do you what do you end up doing with those those pieces? Just throw them in the trailer as emergency spares type thing? Yeah, uh, you can also they they provide like a, a spacer kit for the tow arm uh, because the tow arm has been redesigned as well where it's collapsible under a hard enough side impact so it doesn't okay. wreck your your knuckle or your subframe but other than that it doesn't really change where it picks up at um, so you're still probably going to have that excessive toe gain so um, a lot of people do keep it as a spare or in my case I just I sold it yeah it's a good starter kit for somebody that doesn't have it you know, if yeah, you're not actually sure. compressing, you know, that much under power, right? Yeah. Uh, how much How much do you find that your car actually squats when you're, you know, doing a full, you know, power run on it? Do you run your so your shocks fairly soft? Um, so I've got a, I had a 5K spring on the 441s mm -hmm. and we went down to a 4K and we can adjusting dampening and high speed low speed compression and then they're also um a long travel uh but in, in vegas i still had the four four ones on the rear and i don't think i kept my bumper on once that weekend just because the car was squatting so much. yeah but it looks wicked for pitchers when it's squatting that low and if you can keep the bumper on it looks great when you're dragging the bumper on the ground yeah i have <laughs> have one picture where it's dragging the ground but yeah i think every single run i did in vegas uh, the bumper had ripped off right so there, there you go no it's always it's a curious thing because you know you see a lot of the pro guys you know they're always good to the next greatest version and you know for us that are just uh you know out here trying to change stuff you know you're looking at 2500 bucks to three thousand dollars to change up for a newer version of it so I was always curious, you know, what, what people end up doing with it, whether it's worth keeping it as spares or, or if you can sell it off as sort of a good beginner kit, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think just between the new rear wise fab and just two uh, field 442s, I think it, it was like right around five grand. And right. And the full front and rear 442s. Yeah, that's what you find a lot with any of the uh, coilover companies that the change from, you know, their single adjustable, let's say, or their, their entry level one going to like a full two-way is night and day 
difference in price, mm-hmm. you know, just about double some of the times. I mean, I know that, especially with uh, the feel stuff that if I think the valving and everything is a lot different in the, in the shock as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I was looking at there cause they offer a service where if you buy their four, four ones, you can actually send your coils back to them and they can convert them to the four, four, two or the four, four, three even, but it was almost as much as just buying two new coils. So I right. went that route and I still got the four, four ones just in case I need a spare for some reason. Yeah. And you know, and that's, who we are, we're in a contact sport. You got a lot of things that uh, you definitely need a spare of, of some things and, you know, changing out uh, you know, a rear suspension is probably one of the main things that gets damaged the most, you know, just even from, from dirt drops or hitting the edge of the track, or if you get unfortunate enough to get into the wall. Um, so we missed you last year. So this year you're, you're coming up. So we got a good group of people coming up from, you know, the Pacific Northwest there. Have you sort of went through and, and looked at the track map and have you done any like sim racing or anything on it? Or are you into that type of stuff? Uh, I, I looked at the layout and I started it a bit. Unfortunately, um, I haven't been able to get a sim yet. I'm trying to, you know, get the car as solid as possible. Mm-hmm. So money's kind of tied up with that. Um, but getting a simulator is definitely, uh, definitely on the list for sure. Yeah, it seems to be the, the, the key for a lot of people, even just to have some familiarity with the track and, and the flow of it. I mean, the mission layout that we have, I think, set up on Assetto is pretty close. Um, the, pretty close. But, I mean, basically, the, the layout, we're extending the one from last year. So, I mean, if you, you watch some of the live stream, it is definitely a big power course, especially linking, you know, from the, the touch-and-go three there right up into the, the last little horseshoe area. Um, but I think it's definitely... Uh, the driving has progressed so much and and everybody that we've seen this last uh, step up over the year, like over the winter, it seemed like people were off all winter and their driving got, you know, 50% better when they jumped onto the course this year. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to it for sure. Having, having a big contingency of uh, you guys up, you know, especially Carlton, we got Jace, you know, pushing hard doing well in the points and it'd be nice to sort of, to see that that good progression of drivers uh who you got coming up with you You say you got your new title sponsor you got some good fabrication guys um do you usually bring are they going to come up into the mission area with you as well for the event yeah i'm hoping uh mike will be up there um it it really depends on uh he had to get uh and his enhanced license and we're we're hoping it will be here in time uh if not, he'll be a phone call away, and I'll right. have my up there, and we can always do things over the phone if we have to. But um, yeah, Mike and I towed my car down to to LS Fest, and I mean he 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 killed it down there helping me out. You know he he was spotting for me, and it, it was nice having him in my mm-hmm. ear, just knowing that the. The, the background he has, you know, how educated he is, I, I don't have to worry about stuff with the car. So I'm hoping he'll be up there. And then, you know, my family's coming up there to, to support me and also help me out in the pits and whatnot. So I definitely have a good group coming to uh, coming up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it'll be good. So uh, the mic in this he's a guy who does all the tuning or, or what does he sort of look after for you? He does everything on the mechanical fabrication, everything. Yeah. I mean, Mike, he really, he does it all, you know, right. um, he fabricates, he, he, uh, does ad design and, and then he also has, uh, some knowledge with, uh, tuning. Uh, he did the, the base tune on my car, uh, which, we we struggled with that for a bit, and then Herman, you know, my my crank angle sensor had gone bad, and we bought a new one, and that one wasn't working. So I went and bought a OEM replacement one, and 
you know, within 45 minutes, we had the, the bass tune all set on the car. And so, yeah, he, he, he basically does it all. Yeah, that's awesome when you can get somebody that sort of has that. It's the troubleshooting capabilities, I think, is, is the biggest part of, of what it is because a lot of times we'll be at the track, you know, as a driver um, as well. I know you get frustrated and your mind is like not even, you know, you're worried about it might be a thousand different things in your mind and you kind of need somebody that's not in the car, not in the heat, not having that stress of, you know, trying to link a track to be able to go, oh, no, that's, you know, this part, or let's reset that, or let's, you know, figure a way to test it. So having somebody like that come with you or at least be on the phone and able to to remote into your laptop, I think is going to be is going to be key. Um, that's one thing that I always try to recommend too. if you are bringing a laptop, make sure your tuner can jump onto it and you guys are are set up, do some dry runs on that. I've had it where, you know, I didn't have something set up right and you know, you're trying to FaceTime and go through all the data of somebody FaceTime and you doing the inputs instead of having like a team viewer or something. Mm -hmm. I, I've been there. I've had so many bad experiences driving out, yeah. out of my home track that I've, you know, if I ever get to compete again, I might have it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I'm hoping he'll, he'll be able to come up, but you know, it won't be the end of the world. Oldest if he can't um, right so just put him in the car trailer and uh, call it good last yeah. time they crossed the border they didn't even open the trailer so test it yeah i was actually talking to carlton about that i was like i'm a little i'm a little worried because i've never crossed the border with the trailer and i don't want them to like ransack the trailer and like, potentially damage something he's like no he's like i i've been fine every time i've gone through so you know tell him what you're there for and Good. Yeah, that's what I was, uh, you know, my recommendation for people coming up is just make sure you have, you know, your confirmation email, or if you need something like that, we send out a driver's package. It kind of shows the event that you're going to, the dates of it and stuff like that. And again, just itemize everything that you have in the trailer. I try to do that just so that they know what you're bringing across, um, you know, fuel, the car, the VIN, whatever it is that you have. And then mm -hmm. they're usually pretty good if you're prepared then they yeah kind of do your due diligence on it yeah right i'll let tony jump in there i know he's got some questions for you so sure. take your way tony yeah. got, a, got a few to start with here i mean we'll just call it on the face of it i saw that one of the sponsors was ka racing so i was hoping we we're gonna see like the beastliest ka24 we've ever seen uh not the case but that's no. okay ls ls is all good <laughs> um what i wanted to ask is you know we see a lot of the seattle drivers uh now start to push up into canada here obviously we had jace and uh carlton come up for our first round uh what are you expecting out of this challenge of the spec d pro shoot a big big question right off the front of it uh hard battles for sure you know um i've, I've been driving at evergreen for a long time now and you know a lot of the the former great drivers are kind of you know they're they're going their own way now so um but that's not to say that green doesn't have a lot of great drivers now um, but you know i'm i'm excited to, to uh drive on some different turf that's for sure yeah and as you know a long time drifter myself like i've been watching drifting for a long time and it is pretty understood that uh, you know seattle does produce some amazing drifting talent we look don't gotta look farther than you know um dylan hughes travis reader all those guys out there killing it um what's kind of cool uh what got me really excited obviously just you know commentator got to learn some new names got to learn some new faces is seeing those drivers from seattle come up here and you know i don't I don't want to talk down on our guys like i thought it was going to be a little bit more apparent like yo like this is like seattle crop the cream of the crop here we come right yeah i was surprised that it's very good competition though you know like i think our drivers have been building pretty good here obviously we haven't had we're getting there on our exposure we're starting to come bigger we haven't had the same exposure that uh, evergreen drift has you know since enjoyed but 
I'm liking the level of challenge that does come up, and we get some really good driving. Uh, I mean, Gaston and Jay stole the show uh, first round. I don't know if you've seen any of the media from that, um, but what's your hope? Like, what are you what are you hoping to bring back from Spec D to you know maybe come back for another round, maybe join us for Strato Bash or something? Well, I mean, first and foremost, obviously a license, mm-hmm. uh, um, but you know, just just good battles you know i i it looks like mission is a fast layout and that's how i like to drive foot to the floor um so you know just just good experience for sure um and i i definitely want to drive more more of your events i know some of them do require uh you being in the uh, right range for the noise decibels, uh, and I, I don't think I don't think my car ever will be. I mean, I've got a exhaust on it, and you can hear my car a mile away. Um, so it's okay. I got I got you guys hooked up with the the pass already. I'll just basically tell whoever be like, you know, they're from America. They they celebrate freedom in that country, so they That's don't right. do noise restriction. That they don't they don't get that, man. <laughs> It, uh, it it worked. It worked for Carlton. It was, he was fine. <laughs> and it was yeah, nice. I got oh, Sean? No, no, it was good. Yeah, the noise restriction is like if you have a muffler on, we call that as, and uh, we've done our due diligence, and so have you. So it's pretty good. I mean, uh, within 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 reason. I know Carlton's car. He had it just idling in the pits, and I was like, this thing is like horrendously loud. You'll, there's no way. But actually, once he got on it, it, it had quieted down. It seemed like it was louder idling than it was, was like when it was on. And it has mufflers, yes. <laughs> I know, the smallest, smallest mufflers <laughs> that you've ever seen. Yeah. If I, you just... it, it's funny. I mean, my, my parents told me, they're like, we don't even have to be like standing on the track. And we know when you're driving just because your car is so noxiously loud. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's funny. I... I driven the car on the streets a couple times because I still managed to keep it registered and I, that's I've, awesome. I've driven past <laughs> police officers and they just kind of look over and then they just go and I'm like wow you guys really don't care like this thing's probably rattling 10 cars windows behind me and you know so it, that that's fun okay stop bragging about the freedom we're not quite the same up here yet eh? you know we <laughs> We're a little bit more on the, uh, you know, we're still forcing everyone to have uh, paper straws because, uh, you know, we're killing the sea turtles in the middle of the prairies. Uh, yeah. they, another one that we have coming up with, uh, Tyler Mayer, he's going to be up driving with us. So he's probably a local for you as well. You've driven with him, I assume. Uh, who was that? Tyler, Tyler Mayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've driven with Tyler uh, many times. In fact, uh yeah. I've I've battled with him a few times, and you know he he's another one of those those guys uh, that's just always on point. And I know he's he's spent thousands of hours on the simulator, so um, he's always uh, uh, always puts on a great show. And like I I like driving with him because I trust that he's not going to. Uh, do something funny or um, spin or anything like that. So um, mm-hmm. that'll be cool to him up there for sure. Yeah, no, I think that's probably what you'll find is that everyone's really down to uh, drive hard, have a good time. We definitely have a ton of track time. That's one thing that we like about Michigan is that we have all day Friday. We're just driving. It's open practice. We throw some qualifying in there. And then Saturday, we also throw in another practice just for to get you sort of set up any changes that may have happened to the track because you never know weather and set up yeah. changes or you may have even had trouble on the on the friday so we really try to make it so you get a lot of driving um and that's one thing i mean the track is great the uh the camaraderie is is good up there and i think it's going to be going to be fun i'll throw it back over to tony he wants to ask some rapid fire questions i think he had queued up and before i interrupted him uh-huh. It's all good. We're, we're slowly getting this down. You know, we've done it half the year, but we're, we're working on it. <laughs> uh, one of the questions I did want to ask uh, before we jump into those, Garrett, uh, are you planning to stick with us on Sunday for the Pro Bro Down? Uh, 
I, I've been contemplating it. I was like, well, you know, it, it's seat time and then also um, just wanting to get back, back in the States at a decent time. But at, at the end of the day, I'm probably going to stay because I'm going to be like, man, I, I want to keep driving. So yeah, um, if, I, if I can pull your arm or twist your leg a little bit on it, it is so much seat time that you'll be sick of driving for the weekend by the time you're done. Like, I just watch, and I'm like, by Sunday, I'm like, man, I've watched, like, maybe 5,000 drift runs at this point. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it gets madness on Sunday, buddy. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I, I think I probably will. You know, I, I kicked myself a little bit in Vegas. Uh, we didn't stay for the open track day, uh, but it was also insanely hot, and we had a long drive home, so... Uh, Mike and I basically said, screw it, we'll get some seat time a different time. Right. Well, how far is it for you guys to uh, make the trip up to Mission? Four or five hours? Oh, no. I have I went up to Mission a couple times this year, actually, and it's like maybe an hour and a half. Oh, so, oh. I mean, Let's go. <laughs> you don't have to get back that early then. So we close, we, we shut her down about four or five, just depending on, on how the day is going, but you know, it usually gets everyone home in time. The Sunday is just, you know, the lighter side. Hopefully we, we get enough pros to stick around. And um, that, that's when you can do some of the dream battles where you can stage them up. So you want to see who actually is the best between uh, somebody you might have just had a miss shift and you get knocked out. So then we open that up a little bit to make some make some fun content out there. Yeah, it's a... It's a blast of Sunday. It's definitely worth the price of admission, man. It's, it's a good one. Go. Um, yeah. Well, I got some rapid fire questions here for you. If you're ready to go on those. Sure. All right. Okay. So uh, most expensive part on your car. Uh, Everyone cringes on that one. <laughs> well, I heard quick change jump in there. And then he also spent wise fat and feels. So yeah. I mean, that, that's don't, a tough one. Sure. Don't add it up in your head. You yeah, don't. See the sadness. <laughs> I would probably venture to say the the quick change for sure. Um, uh, Vortec actually helped me out a lot with the supercharger. I was going to say the supercharger, but actually the winners end up costing a bit more than that. Okay. Gotcha. Now, now for the not so nice follow-up one. Uh, most expensive part you've broken. I don't think I've ever really broken anything on the car other than bodywork. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. That's all good. It's like the best answer. I think that's the most cost-effective answer. Not yet, too, you know? too bad. So, yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> um, dream car, dream motor setup. Uh, what I'm driving right now. I, I love the, the S14, and I love a, a Rowdy LS. So, you know, if, if I end up at some point getting a license we're gonna build basically a sister car to what i have perfect man big big props for keeping it s chassis s chassis till we die man take that bmw people <laughs> <laughs> uh dream battle you go up against anybody in the world who would it be oh james dean nice there yeah, you he's, go. A fellow, he's a fellow irishman and i mean he he can get in any car and within a few laps master it so um yeah for sure james dean all right well Paul yeah was there we got to talk about james dean what did you think about uh uh gatbill in sweden he looked like he was just throwing that bmw down yeah that was, was just insane i mean 150 mile an hour entries i mean <laughs> He's, I don't think James Dean is human, honestly. I mean, it's there might be some evidence to support that out there. <laughs> well, even BC Racing released a video today. It's like, I can't remember what their little series is called, but it's just James Dean drifting basically his 10 minutes of watching him just lay it down in that car and give ride alongs. Um, I mean, that's got to be worth the admission to go to one of those events, uh, to go for a ride along a car and gain 150 mile an hour entry and just like full send i don't know crazy all right sorry i just had to throw that in there i've been uh, nerding out watching him in that his bmw just read it it's exciting 
And I mean, I was going to add on to like, you know, we saw him in the RTR test video and I think it was by like run three. It was terrifying. Just like how comfortable he already looked in a car that he didn't fit like crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think what he went to Long Beach and he did he qualify first or he was like he was top way, three. Yeah. Way up there. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just yeah. insane. Yeah. It does. No slowing that down, man. We got him. I'm, I'm hoping RTR four P. Like, let's go. It's James Dean's turn. Let's let's hope to see it next round there. Um, so I guess yeah, hero driver would be James Dean. I'm assuming for you. Yep. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, favorite local driver? Someone local to you that's inspired you? Uh, I I would have to say a longtime friend of mine is Nate Snyder. He he. Uh, he drove Pro 2 for a season, and, I mean, he's always been someone that gave me advice and really kind of mentored me when I first got into drifting. So, he, you know, he's always been one of my favorite local drivers. Awesome, man. We love asking that one. It's just cool to, you know, give a shout-out to someone locally uh, that maybe, maybe, of course, we've heard Nate Snyder in. Pro 2 before, but uh, might be someone that just kind of goes unnoticed, but always good to ha shut the homies out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then finally, we got the last one for you. Uh, bucket list event and bucket list track. I would say uh, bucket list track would be Mondello Park, you know, just seeing the videos of James Dean out there, you know, completely backwards around some of the corners just looks insane and then um what was the other question uh bucket, other bu bucket list event if you could drive any drift event world i would say got for sure i mean that that looks insane as well you know just super fast and just good times survival yeah. <laughs> there you go that's the first one for gap besides me that's it which is interesting i know yeah. <laughs> oh, I, that's 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 my go-to event. If ever the time comes, that's what I'm going. Um, so, fellow fellow Irishman, then. So you got uh, James Dean. You got Dean Carnage Carney out there. Mm -hmm. What do you? What's your opinion on his sort of his setup? And he's well. I think he's maybe more American than he is anything else. He lives here just about full time. Yeah, I actually had an opportunity quite a few years ago. I helped Dean Carney out at. Formula Drift Seattle and you know his car is super crazy I think it's like 1400 horsepower Viper uh, he's the only driver in the world to drift a Viper and you know I, I would definitely like to see him you know get some podiums at some point yeah I think I think that's the problem you get you get tied into a chassis and I mean but you know is it really going to be you know him if he's not driving that Viper, you know, maybe he'll do better in a different chassis, but there's so much brand recognition with him in that car that, you know, it's almost, uh, you cheer for him anyway, no matter what happens, because he's just throwing down in a, in a crazy build, right? That seems to be, you know, <laughs> not nonstop challenges, right? With everything custom went off for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, when I helped him out, everything on that car wasn't that, like, they go and buy if I had a Dodge Viper. Right. Um, other than like the brake setup on it, I I think he told me the engine alone in his car was like ninety thousand dollars. So. Right. Yeah, and they you see him having issues with it or something like that, and you got to feel feel the pain there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, he was saying the uh, just the taillights alone are are seven hundred bucks a pair or something ridiculous, something crazy. And you think that's like one of the only ones that was actually on there for uh, <laughs> stock pieces, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Tony, any more questions there on your side? Yeah. I mean, so fellow S-Chaster enjoyer, um, you know, you had probably numerous opportunities to switch to a chassis. What what keeps you on the S-14? Uh, I mean, I've driven a couple different chassis before, just friends cars i i've driven my friend 350z a couple times and you know it, it drove well but something always pulls me back to the s chassis the s14 primarily i just think it's just a really 
balanced car. Um, and there's so many aftermarket parts out there for it that um, you can really find just about anything for it uh, as far as suspension or engine swaps. Uh, I mean, there's there's some crazy engine swaps out there. I know primarily you see Jay-Z, LS, and RVs, but I mean, I've, I've started seeing K-swaps and S-chassis. So it, it's just, I feel like it's just a really versatile chassis platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty interesting you brought up uh, driving, you know, friends' cars and stuff like that. I want to take a quick moment, shout out to all my homies that led me their cars too, because I'm like you, man, uh, loyal to the S13, but, uh, you know, S13 things, it just hardly works some days, and so it goes. Um, being said, with the amazing aftermarket support for the S14, how much do you think, like, American drifting specifically really kind of blew the exposure up to that chassis and maybe helped with some of like the parts manufactured for it. I th think they, they help substantially, you know, I mean, for the longest time, you looked at more than half the field in Formula Drift and they were all S chassis, uh, whether it was S13, S14, even the S15. Um, so I, I think they helped with that a lot, but I also think they definitely helped with the prices of them going up. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, I've I've been kind of looking around at getting a shell to start building, and I mean, I don't think I've come across a single shell for less than five grand. Right. Yeah, and it's just nothing on it. Yeah. No, just a shell in a field that you see, like, in a picture. This is an S14. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> used to be an S14 anyways. Yeah, this was an <laughs> S14. It has the frame rails and that's, there you go. Yeah. Then something I like to ask, you know, a lot of our S chassis uh, guests that, you know, like long-term, do you think like S14 is going to stick around in Formula Drift much longer? Or do you think we'll start to see it replaced eventually with other chassis? Uh, uh, it, it's hard to say, you know. I mean, there's a ton of great chassis that are now being driven you know the the toyota gr8 is is that what it is the gr8 yeah, they, uh, yeah burn, burn. Six. <laughs> you know and then the corvette you know seems like uh matt field really kind of you know opened the door to uh that chassis and you know there's a lot of parts being developed for that now so i I hate to say it, but I do think at some point the S chassis probably will be phased out. Um, and then there's going to be me driving the the only S chassis. Um. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll be cheering for you, man, until the S chassis is done, end of the earth. Uh, reason I ask the question is, like, you know, um, again, dating myself here, long time, long, long time drift nerd. Uh, we saw the Corolla, you know, pivotal and the drifting movement massive for the start of it uh we saw that go away i think Takayano probably the last one in formula drift mm -hmm. and yeah so then we just we don't see them yeah. anymore really it's sad <laughs> yeah and i mean even those you know, the, the price of a decent corolla is insane um mm -hmm. I, I see them out at open drift uh but you know, I, I mean, I feel like the Corolla and the S chassis really is what helped drifting and drifting even in the States. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think Darren McNamara, you know, his, his first season in Formula Drift, he was driving a Corolla. I think he shipped it over to the States and just left it here and basically was like, you know, we're either going to do this or we're not. And so right. I think he drove that for a while. and. Um, you know, and then the S chassis just kind of took over. Yeah, I think that there's always going to be some sort of, you know, there's enough of them around that are caged and are still in good shape and not being totally destroyed and written off. I mean, it takes a lot, especially, you know, not in the professional level to actually finish off a chassis uh, to the point where, you know, nobody's going to drive them. And you got to look at the aftermarket support that's still like it's huge probably more so in europe 
you know, you look at uh, Drift Masters, and there's definitely a ton more of those cars out there, and, you know, S15 still. You know, the Supra seems to be the new one over in Europe that's sort of taking over that space, but, you know, I think there's just a ton of movement still for that, for the S chassis, and I don't know. Even some of the unique builds, you see um, that Sultan, you guys follow him, sort of see what he does. He builds a crazy, like, the Drift Bentley, the Aston Martin, he has a Porsche. And a lot of his builds, too, is, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we just put, like, you know, S14 or S15 subframes in it because mm-hmm. they know it works and they end up using a bunch of, you know, the tried and true parts that are going on with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a little bit about your spares package. Let's just chat about that. So what do you actually have that you feel is a necessity, um, you know, when you're coming up to an event like like ours, you know, next weekend? Um, what, what do you end up making sure you have in the trailer? I mean, you're only an hour and a half away, but still, you know, it is an international border that you're crossing. Um, what is it that you, you sort of have the must-haves? Uh well, now that we have the quick change, we've got a couple of different gear sets that we can play around with, and, and um, you know, I'll, I'll have my my spare rear shocks if if need be, and then um, you know, I I've really kind of slacked on building up uh, a good pile of spares, so um, you know, fluids for sure, you know, because something could always happen, and. Uh, but at, at some point, I would really like to start kind of collecting spare suspension components. Uh, you know, I've got spare tie rods and things of that nature. But, you know, I, I'd like to get like a complete spare rear wise fab kit and a complete spare front kit. So um, the, the spares I'll be bringing is kind of limited, you know, aside mm. the all tires. Sounds good. Well, we know that Jesse Foote, he's coming out. He won our first uh, round, and he has a full spare set of Wisefab stuff. So, hey, things go really south. At least, you know, somebody else has got a spare set of Wisefab stuff. Um, How about a welder? I would suggest that somebody along, one of our drivers is watching or tuning in on this, throw a welder in the trailer, you know, just, you know, throw your little MIG setup in there. Uh, Last year, we running around and there there nobody brought a welder except for one guy shout out to titan fabrication he had his welder in his uh camper slash motorhome slash car hauler and that was about it out of the whole field there was only one guy that brought a welder so yeah that's that's definitely uh that's a good point for sure right because now they're all small you know you got the small tank just throw it in the trailer just in case just in case and I think it was Jason who needed it, so he could probably bring a welder. <laughs> All right. Well, I, hey, we're 43 minutes in. I'll let you sort of give a shout out to any sponsors you want to thank, and then we'll kind of wrap it up, and I'll let you go and get back to prepping and getting ready. I guess you got the for your 4th of July long weekend coming up, so that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to Mike and Rashad with KA Racing, you know, they they really stepped it up and helped me out, and, you know, my, my car basically just kind of lives at KA now, rather than staying at my house, and, you know, they they get it ready to go for events for me, and then, uh, you know, Vortex Superchargers for coming on board and providing all the cool sounds to my car. Awesome. Uh I've got a couple other sponsors, uh, Feel Suspension, Link ECU, uh, Clutch Masters, Feel Injector Clinic, and then uh, Skyline Sign and Wraps. They did the uh, whole livery and wrap on my car, and uh, I, I definitely think, uh, aside from the noise coming from my car, the uh, the livery on Rap- pretty loud. Yeah, visual. Yeah, yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> You know, that's what the photographers love. We got lots of guys coming out to shoot this. So bright color car, always a hit. For sure. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, taking some time out and happy we were able to finally hook up and catch you on a Wednesday night there. So thanks for coming on. And, hey, we'll see you in 
just over a week and looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, uh, for having me and uh, rescheduling with me. <laughs> no problem at all. All right, I'll let you sign out and I'll finish it up here with Tony. Okay. Let's chat with you, buddy. Have a good one. And happy 4th of July. Thank you. Right. Hey, long weekend for them, long weekend for us. That's right. Canada Day on the first, right? We got our, uh, what do we call him? The president, the high ranking communist leader of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Something like that. Yeah. I'm sure he'll give it me. It's okay. I love him. He's great. He's the best. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> careful, man. I don't know if this Paul is under Bill 11 or not. But, uh, yeah, who knows, right? Yeah, we're not, we're not canceled yet. Hey, yeah, we did see. Hey, so Delahaye, jump in there. You know, always big uh, shout out to him. You know, always love chatting with him and seeing. You know, that'd be, a, our stuff. that'd be another visiting American driver this season. If uh, Jay Delahaye came back, you know, just just put it out there, buddy. Uh, just thinking. Know, we had that chat, and then he just basically needed a car and a and a and a ticket, and I didn't have a car or a plane ticket for him. So hey, next time. I think he should just probably bring that skyline up here and build his new Corvette for the U.S. and then he can have the best of both worlds. I think so. You know, so, I like I, that. I think that's probably doable and probably one of one of the best things. Um, hey, so what's your what's your thoughts going into it? Any predictions? Um, drivers list is sort of getting stacked up there. It's it's looking really good. Um, you know, we had uh, Joseph from Augmented Racing on here a little while ago. And he was talking a lot about his build that he had coming up. Uh, that S14, unfortunately, had that uh, just a nitrous failure. I guess it was just something triggered in his ECU when they were just dynoing it. And the nitrous kicked on. And <laughs> you know what happens? Fuel nitrous spark and big boom. So uh, he actually went down to the Evergreen area and picked up a pro spec car. And he's got a... I think it's a supercharged E46 or E36. So something like that. Obviously, we're going to be sad to see one less S chassis in the field, but uh, you know, very happy that uh, uh, he can still join us. Uh, we're looking really forward to seeing what augmented racing has for us out there. I'm pretty excited to see him drive. Um, as for predictions, you know what? I think I'm going to make you guys tune in next week to hear it, uh, what I'm thinking there. If we're doing one next week, um, but I'll tell you, uh, all the paces in Jesse Foot's corner right now. I mean, we've said it pretty commonly through. The last few years of mission, it seems to be that one event a year that seems like he really turns it up. And now he's going in there for the first time ever as a points leader. So I think that's going to be, you know, a bit di different pressure for Jesse Foote coming into it. But uh, very stoked to see how he's going to lead the series from that point and see if he can walk away with the podium finish. I know he's going to be gunning for it pretty hard. Um, but, you know, that's not to take away from a lot of the other guys. And see, this is what I really like about having the round uh, formats again is like, you know, we saw. Tristan McLennan qualified first, ended up finishing off fifth overall. I know that guy was looking higher. Um, mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what Tristan uh, comes up with. You know, he's going to be shredding. Uh, we got the Capital Drift event this weekend, and then he's going to visit us, obviously, for the Spec D Pro Spec shootout uh, next weekend following. Uh, so he's going to be driving. You know, he's going to be acclimated. He's going to be feeling that vibe, I think. Uh, so I think Tristan, another guy that goes really well at Mission. So I think we're yeah. going to, I think, you know, no, I don't want. I don't want to give too much away. I'm still writing the script, guys. I haven't decided who's winning yet, <laughs> um, but I think Tristan is going to be another one to watch too. And I think too, you know, depending on uh, what happens with uh, Mr. Ryan Drutz, uh, that's a guy that unfortunately had to sit out uh, round one. But that's another guy that's always hungry, always pushing, and just always just crazy behind the wheel. So I think if um, Brian Drutz, you know, stars line for him and he's able to make it happen uh, next weekend. I think that's going to be one driver to seriously watch out for uh, because he is, you know, driving from behind uh, a little bit. So I think he's going to be pushing like crazy and, uh, you know, mission. Uh, we saw Ryan Drutz take his first win there too. Yeah. Uh, another track that treats him really well. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my kind of ones I'm hyped for watching coming up. And then obviously, uh, would love to see it uh, come uh, stars align again for Carlton. Uh, you know, Jace stole a bit of the show. I think that's uh, easy to say in round one. Uh, so I'd like to see it go Carlton's way too for uh, round two coming up here. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to seeing his car go. I mean, it ran really well last year. And I think he's very much on the same motor setup, you know, just with the upgrades of the quick change. So, 
you know, I definitely in, in chatting with him sort of, you know, offline there, it was a lot of it was just the, the elevation change. I mean, we were also just experiencing that huge heat wave here. Uh, the forest fires, like everything was sort of playing into it where that can change a lot of the, you know, the air density and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing him drive again. It was, you know, I think he was on, on point uh, last year. It seemed like it was his event to lose. And just unfortunately, he got a little bit too tight with Tristan there and got knocked out in the uh, broken tie rod. So mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to that. There's a lot of a lot of drivers that I haven't necessarily seen drive a ton. Um, so that's always interesting for me. I just I enjoy seeing new faces and and the new driving styles. I guess right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be good. Uh, Tristan, yeah, I hope he uh, dials it back just enough at this weekend's event so the car is fully intact and he is ready to go for permission. Um, but knowing him, of course, the entire weekend, so mm-hmm. make the guys at Boost Factory, you know, earn their keep and uh, keep it up on there, right? Yeah, maybe make a, maybe bring a spare car, just, just in case. Uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I honestly, I think having a little bit of driving before driving next weekend is going to help him a lot. Uh, yeah. I know, find out my own driving, you know, more often I drive, less excited I am behind the wheel, and less excited you are, more focused you can you can have. So right. I think that'll help him a lot. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, and just a huge thing. Just go over, check out the social media, like on our on our Instagram page here. We got the schedule up. Uh, schedule is packed. Um, it's a lot of driving, a lot of battle to watch. Uh, food vendors, we got car show out there. Uh, mission is just we're pulling out all the stops trying to do it uh properly the new layout is is fast it's technical those of us who sort of been playing it on a seto it's it's a challenge you know um and and i think it's it's really going to be a good one especially for the fans i think they really like to see you know the cars pushing hard um you know like garrett said his his car is coming it's loud it's uh supercharged v8 like you know if only it was in a in a domestic car like a mustang or a corvette then it could be full on you know the bald eagles flying but he's threw all that into a little jdm beast um but yeah that's the best of it uh up close and personal the uh we've added the grandstand sort of along the track along the drag strip so you actually are going to be closer to the action than ever before awesome uh, main grandstands as well i mean you're watching the cars come in on that final corner, foot to the floor, full smoke show. Um, I'm hyped for this event. This is, uh, you know, one of the favorite events of the year. The track is is amazing to work with. They they hook us up with everything that we need. And I mean, three days. Wh- what more do you want? Like, I mean, for us as organizers, it's a little, it's exhausting and tiring. We all get heat stroke and uh, mosquito bites. So. Oh yeah, I but, forgot about the mosquitoes. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, the high fives at the end of the day make it all worthwhile. Uh, the driving's always impressive there; uh, never disappoints. So, you know, tickets are are available, I believe, on Mission Raceways website uh, for for fans. We'll have a link up this week for those. But definitely grab your ticket early. Uh, we're expecting it to sell out. Should be a huge, huge event. Um, yeah, anything else you want to sort of add from, from your perspective? You sort of seen the entire schedule. What are you looking forward to? Yeah. Maybe in addition to the competition. I think just uh, uh, another chance to have the autograph time. Uh, usually goes pretty well at Mission. It's a nice chance to bring our drivers in front of the fans and, you know, kind of uh, – big believer is like you know there's there's always the next drifter that does come to the track whether that be you know 16 year old kid eight year old kid whatever they look up to us they see it happen and i think that autograph session is a good way to kind of just give back and just you know kind of make it real for those little those little guys in the crowd or whatever right and uh i think that's really cool i love that we're doing that uh, more this year and uh Man, I am just excited for Sunday. Uh, obviously, super stoked for the competition coming up. Super stoked for everything we got planned there. Um, but Sunday, man, it, it it is just like the the vibes, you know. It yep. it is it's the vacation day on the Sunday, and I mean, just looking forward to a day off here. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, 
before we kick it off here, I just wanted to, you know, recap our grassroots round two really quick. We saw some pretty, pretty good driving on a last minute course change course. We have the same layout, but uh, hey, make sure that everybody's good at it or should have, should have been. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody was yeah, yeah. phenomenal. Everyone put on a good show. Um, yeah, no, it was great. So if you uh, did join us for grassroots round two, just wanted to, you know, send another thank you for joining us in the stands there, putting up with me for the night. Uh, the grassroots ones are nice. You know, it's kind of like you get to kind of play race car announcer. It's a little bit like half stand up, and I've been having a lot of fun with it this year. Right. Um, but hey, we got the we got the live stream, of course, coming up for mission for those of you who can't join us. But uh, hey, uh, I'll be on my professional best behavior. So you hear a uh, race car announcer telling you again. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, the grassroots, I guess, that's something we can also touch on. Yeah, it is a great um, addition to the series. I think it's actually been, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe some really exciting driving. Uh, we haven't had a pro win it. Uh, we kind of opened it up to both sides. And last two times, it hasn't been a pro driver taking home the uh, the trophy at the, at the end of the night. So that's always interesting. I mean, it is, it is nice. I I enjoy that as well, the camaraderie of it. Nobody takes it too mm-hmm. serious, but serious enough that the driving is really good. Um, you know, we get some questions as to why do the last minute course change? You know, a lot of times it's just it's just safety issue of it. Um, we we originally had to plan to run the course in reverse. And the challenge of that is that the racetrack isn't always necessarily set up for us to run a course in reverse. They set up the walls based off safety to run it in the actual race direction it was designed for. So you had some opposing, you know, cement cement edges that weren't quite as friendly as what we wanted to see. And the last thing we ever want to do is to put guys into uh, harm's way when it can be avoided. Um, And that is a great layout anyway, the the original power alley that we have set up. Driving was great. Um, Seeing a regular Thursday night uh, open drive drift guys just step up and and really push was was amazing um yeah one more round of that uh definitely it's going to be in september we're looking forward to that do the final round we're back on the road course looking like we're in the back section of it this time and planning for planning for big things out there uh driving always gets heated up towards the end of the year you know especially after our stratovash event you know not many driving days left in September by the time you're here. So it gets going fairly, fairly intense. Uh, a little bit more on mission, um, ride-alongs. There's ride-alongs on Sunday. So, you know, especially for the fans, there's lots of interactive stuff. We have uh, a lot of time with the drivers. The pits are always open for them. And we are going to be giving away, drawing some names um, for ride-alongs that people can win uh, on the competition day. So we got a big, a big shout out to Yellow Speed Racing for that. They, uh, you know, sponsored these ride-alongs for it. Of course, we were looking forward to having the four-seater drift car out. It just, it's like everything else. It seems to be the delays after delays, trying to get parts, trying to, you know, waiting on little tiny things just to finish that up. But we're really hoping to have that finished up here soon. But it doesn't look like it's going to make it out to mission. We'll have the other Yellow speed car out there so the fdrx7 is running good we're having that out there uh giveaways from ride-alongs um yeah smiles on faces that's about it that's the main thing we love yeah the fans the fans are the drift fans for the series are really good i i find that you know respective fans are great passionate um and always smiling like it seems like uh no matter how how long you put them in the sun sitting there how many times the they get dusted with uh tire smoke it, it doesn't matter they want more they want more so definitely this or how long they have to listen to me <laughs> well hey There's we make it make it worthwhile <laughs> a little bit on that yeah, yeah. it's a fair trade to, you know i'm gonna try to jump <laughs> in and join you a little bit on the on the on the live broadcast on on saturday for the competition maybe give a little yeah. bit of insight to the judges calls um and sort of see, you know, if that helps out, if people like it, if they don't, uh, always the live streams open so they can always ask questions on there. That's great. And that's what we really want to do is be, uh, put on a great event and just, you know, have the uh, fans really enjoy it and have that interactive part of it. So looking forward to that. That's right. It'd be like, 
It'll be like this podcast, but like live. It'll be pretty cool. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be too more, more, you know, at, at the end of it, right? So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we are going to try to jump on next week. Uh, rumor has it we got uh, Chris Pollard going to be jumping on with us. I was hoping to get him on this this week because, you know, he's just one of our, our longtime drivers that uh, he, he drives everything that we do from the grass bridge to the pro comps. Um, the guy gets a lot of seat time in his car just do, seems to be on point. So looking forward to that. Uh, another shout out. We got to give it to Cole O'Connell. Um, his car now is dialed. It's ran really well for him the end of last year through the first round. It was good. So seeing him come to mission with the car that's running with the unicorn 5.3 in there. Um, he's rolling the dice. I believe he's putting nitrous on it for this round. So, you know, can't leave well enough alone, yeah. but he's always exciting. So as long as the motor holds together for him and the nitrous isn't too crazy, uh, I think it's going to be pretty amazing to see him drive on that track because with very little seat time uh, going into last year's event, he did really well. And uh, yeah. I think if his car's running all day Friday, uh, he's consistent enough that, you know, it might just throw it in there and, and be one one more to, to rise to the top. Yeah. I think uh, if we can find some time on Sunday, I might uh, try to host it. I might do like a watch along on the Spec D Discord of just last year's event. I'll just stream it, and uh, you can listen to me commentary twice. It's horrible, but uh, should be fun. Uh, just seen in the chat, two forty shorty was asking when is the next open drift practice at Rad Torque. We're on a bit of a summer break, which is weird because we're about to work really hard for the summer. Uh, but we're not back on track in Rad Torque until. Uh, thursday uh july 27th so Correct, that's yeah. uh your summer break from drifting go outside do other things you know maybe take your girlfriend out they do you like that that's right um can't be cars then you got to have some life too so we'll be back in action rad tour raceway on the 27th uh this is like officially your summer break now so go get fix those drift cars maybe i'll try to get mine out there we'll we'll see See what happens. That's right. F F one calls it gardening leave or something like that. I don't know what they call it, but yeah. yeah. No, the track is really busy. They got a ton of stuff going on. Um, you know, they got their big drag races coming up here. Um, so yeah, we have mission uh, sort of right in the middle of it, and then yeah, there's just lots going on in the city of Edmonton from K days to Heritage days. So it's a lot of demands, and sometimes you know taking that little bit of a break and then pushing hard throughout the uh, the does it all spec dt yeah it does it does do it all hey shout out to electric media hey while he distracts me when i read the chat i get distracted i don't know <laughs> if tony can see the chat i think he does um make it up. yeah hey reach out to him he also does these great magazines and um it's sort of like uh how, how many pages are in his last magazine like that should be 50, like his to win like a sticker, some merch, or something okay, like that. Okay, you, you know, know how many pages are in his last uh, Just, magazine? And you tell then you me. can't play. You, you we'll, know the answer. We'll throw you some sort of sticker pack or something. 162 pages. So he gave it away. So you don't get anything if you tell me it's 162 pages. <laughs> Dustin does a great job um, from hosting all of our set of courses stuff through Electric Media. Um, make sure that you follow his page. Um, jump onto the on onto the set of course thing. It's all with the spec D drivers are in there. Sort of everybody from all over is, is running that thing all the time. Uh, but yeah, he has last year's magazine still available. And he also has this year's magazine yeah, available. There's three out today. He's going to have uh, both those as a package deal at mission. Uh, and you can also hit him up as well. So you can get actually a three, three pack deal. You can get the calendar. You can get uh, ver Volume two and volume three of the Drift magazine has everything sort of Western Canada, some cool interviews. Um, for us, it's really like a piece of, of history that we're saving and hanging on to because it is neat to see and look back in years that you have all this documented. So we got to thank him for all of his hard work on that. Um, yeah, and hosting the Discord uh, or the Assetto Corsa 24-7 on Stratotech, basically. That's it. And it is going... All the time. They might even catch me on there. If you see Iceman on there, smash into my uh, Beater JZX. That's usually what I'm driving. I like the low horsepower beast on there. If you see it on there, make sure you come in and smash into the back of it because I like it. There you go. You, <laughs> you definitely know when I'm on. 
a little bit of a setup. All the pylons are missing. Uh, I make yeah. sure I go in first and I clean up the track. I get all the pylons off the track for anybody who wants to jump in. So I think, it's all good. I think what it is, you like to go because in real life, you have to clean up the track regardless. Uh, I think maybe in the video game, you like to simulate what it is to like mess up the track. <laughs> do you get the chance to do some of the gnarly dirt drops and some of the crazy well, crashes you've seen over there? Yeah, like basically <laughs> that's it. You know, I've been into turn one probably, you know, as many times as Jesse put and um, that's their number. Yeah, in real life. So I've been into the gravel in turn one as many times on a set as Jesse's been in real life. And Brandon Strong as well. He was a number one uh, gravel guy, you know, first year out at Strato. He was in the gravel a lot, uh, trying for that wicked backwards entry. So, yeah, there you go. Hey, I do all the to things. To be fair, that, he pulled it off. And that's, it's pretty awesome. Well, you know, there's no, no risk, no reward, right? So there you that's go. Right. That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for everyone watching. Uh, if you managed to make it through this far, hey, congrats. Um, and we'll see you next week. And then, again, we're at Admission Raceway. Tickets are going to be available at the gate, but also grab them online just from Mission Raceway on their website. You can pick up the tickets. Uh, you know, can't, sit, can't stress it enough. We got live stream out there. We got DJ. We got all the vendors, cool car shows. A bunch of local vendors are showing up. Me too. Uh, Three food trucks, uh, beer gardens as well. So nice. I don't I don't know what's better than food trucks, beer gardens, watching drifting all day. The weather is absolutely looking perfect. It's not too hot, not too cold. Twenty four degrees. Um, it's going to be perfect. Bring your bug spray, uh, specty hat, and we're good to go. Right on. So. Alberta's gnarliest sunburn competition returns for the uh, Mission BC edition, July 7th and 8th. Make sure you're there, guys. That's right. All right. Good night. <laughs> Have a good one.